What's up? It's your girl Ariel. I'm from Indianapolis East Side. You know, I'm listening to Dynasty Bros. Too sold out. <laughs> that uh, like niggas really want to pull up, like in a fantasy football league. <laughs> I didn't know that that would be the case. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Vic, Vic, uh, Vic was in there going going back and forth with somebody in the league. I said, God damn, they done got Vic worked up. How the fuck Vic? I, me and Vic talked about that too, eh, bro. I said, bro, for somebody who ain't went out the house in a year, bro, you got the most beef I done met. Hey, out, out of anybody, I know he got the most beef going on right now, bro. Hey, man, definition of all the smoke, bro. <laughs> that ain't true, bro. Vic, explain yourself. <laughs> if all the smoke was a person, <laughs> look at the nigga. <laughs> you talking ratchet by the by the blinds? <laughs> hey, fuck the presentation, man. I know, Chris. <laughs> waiting on the blinds to come in. Y'all get the party table coverage. That's how we do it. Hey, turn up, man. y'all. Y'all turn watch up. us for the background. Y'all watch us for this dope ass comp. <laughs> A commentary Messi. that we be kicking out. Messi. That's what y'all listen to us for, man. We can do whatever we want to. In this Messi. I need, to, I need, to, I need to drop this. Say facts. Shout out to Shohei, Shohei Atani. Hope I said it right, but he killing I it right just, now. I just asked Abel about him. Is that why you got that hat on, bro? Had like, to, bro. Like you already know, I'm an A's fan, but Otani, he's killing, bro. So, Babe Ruth, who? No, I'm just kidding. Hey, no, say that. Say that again. Babe Ruth, who? Babe Ruth, who, man? This dude pitching, striking dudes out, knocking dingers out the park. Come on, man. That ball he hit the other day, I was like, yo, he shouldn't even hit that. It was like 95 at his eyes. You're not supposed to to hit that. Pitch location don't even matter for him. It don't. Big facts. All right, so look. I want to do this one more time. Should we start? Yeah, spent, start start back that intro one more time, man. I feel like it set the tone to the podcast, and then we're gonna get to this bitch. Hey, well, you you the lucky guy to get to introduce Easy the podcast me. over there. Started from the beginning, from the top. Hey, well, do the introduction. What's good? What's good? It's your boy DJ A5 when this is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 95. Let's go. Y'all know what the fuck going on. I feel like this set the tone. What's up? Uh my nigga Vic over there. How you doing, bro? You good? I'm good, bro. Hey, I peeped what Avo did there with the 95, episode 95. I Let's see go. you, bro. All right, I'm going to let this drop, and then I'm going to get to it. You ready? Yeah, bro. That's that new Cole in the background. Ah! Yeah, All right. Yeah, let me turn it down just a little bit. What's good, Brody's and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fancy Football Podcast. Episode 88. This is where you come for your fancy football needs and chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co-bro. Yeah, Dynasty Bro Vic, man. What's up, bros? Hey, man. J. Cole set the world on fire Thursday night at midnight, man. Tell me you've been listening to it. I have, bro. I Even in the gym, like, usually, I mean, you already know the saying. Can't play J. Cole on Friday because you're trying to turn up, but hey, I've been riding. Friday. I've been letting it ride in the gym, bro. Yeah, bro. J. Cole albums fire. Avo, what you bro, think about the project? Come on, man. Bro, when I went live the other night, that's all. I, at the end of my live, I was like, all right, if you want to stick around, I'm literally about to just play the J. Cole album. Who got a, who got a favorite song so far? Ooh, 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 ooh. Let me go. Ooh, let me go. I like my life. Okay, my I life. That thing go hard. Vic, favorite song? Of course, I'm not, I'm not going to go with the obvious, but hey, wait, the wait, climb back. The Hold up. What's the obvious? 95 South, man. That, that song. Cameron having Cameron but, talk talking shit. But yeah, but I'm gonna go with uh the climb back. That's my shit too, bro. All right, my shit is uh 100 million. I'm still on the grind. 100 yeah, yeah. million. I'm still on the grind. That shit's motivational, bro. You know, I like that shit. Yeah. But I I can say I like like the last. You know me. I like the last like 20 seconds of applying pressure. Yeah, that like shit hard. Like that talking and talking and shit. Oh, I love when niggas talk that shit. Yeah. All right. So J Cole, we giving him his flowers. Nigga dropped the fire ass album. Go check it out if you haven't. But you know, we tie music and football together. But we gonna get straight to it because we know you came here to hear this football talk. So what we gonna do is finish wrapping up the rest of these rounds in the draft. Um, we probably won't touch on every skill player, but we'll touch on the ones that are important because there are a few. There are a few that that done shot up. The ADP they done shot up everybody rookie draft board. So I'm excited to get straight to that with Dynasty Bro Vic. See his opinion on some of these landing spots. And then we'll be able to transition into you know the offseason legit now that we, we got all these rookies landed and we done gave our opinions on all of them. So 
Um, I didn't ask Vic what's all in his uh, what's the word today, but I, I do want to I do want to drop a conversation about uh, we had the 1.0 draft this past weekend. And uh, my guy was out here making move after move after move. And I'm shitty because I was actually on a plane, on a plane, on a plane. I missed everything. I didn't get in on no trades. I didn't have no draft picks. That's where I doubled down like J. Cole and just went and got all the guys I needed for my team. So we'll see if it works out for me. Um, While we're in it, you want to just stay in this topic real quick, bro, before we move on? Yeah, bro. I mean, I had to throw in the shirt, man. Draft Slayer, man. You know what I'm saying? Like My guy was. That every when I finally did get to my layover, I said, God damn, Vic done got everybody on his team, bro. Like, I had the 102 and the 106, so of course, you know, I definitely needed a QB, and I went and got Justin Fields at the 102, and then hey, came, to the, hey, came to the 106, and then I flipped that. Um, shout out to Tease, he saw an opportunity to get his guy, so we did a trade. I ended up getting CD Lamb and the 112, he ended up getting. Antonio Brown and 106, and I believe my 202 or 204, something like that, because I actually had another pick that I traded, but he ended up taking Kyle Pitt. So, uh, yeah, man, get your guy. But that was an opportunity, you know, for me to come up on a guy like Lamb. I'll take it, man. These young vets go at a discount in the draft with the, you know, with the hype. Knock, knock the nigga head off. Knock the nigga head (laughs) off. And then did it again. (laughs) Oh, yeah, came up. Yeah, bro. Talk about the next trade you got. You got Deshaun while he down, bro. What yeah. you doing? I believe that was for the 109, I think. I if you don't. If you don't, I remember it. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. What you did was you, you didn't trade. I don't think you traded your 106. You traded yo, you, you traded your 106 to Sam so he could get Trey Lance. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then he gave you Deshaun Watson and his one. Oh nine. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's then how it went down. One oh nine to tease. That's how he got out. <laughs> but you got Deshaun Watson in the one oh nine for Deshaun Watson in like the two oh six, bro. I hope all y'all paying attention to write. Go back and write all that down. Replay it. Write all that down. He just made a bunch of moves right there. I don't. I don't care how you cut it, bro. It's dynasty in the long run, man. I, I still think that you came up in that trade. The only thing that I will say is White Sam is one of my fantasy gurus, and he go gets his guys. He sends fair trades, even if he got to take a loss for a little bit. He understands understands true values of players, so I give him his props. He he wanted Trey Lance. Trey Lance was still sitting there. He's in a situation where he had a lot of picks, and he got a lot of depth when it comes to young guys. So I think he just stayed in position to keep getting younger. He wanted to get the Trey Lance. So he got him. It is what it is. That don't mean Vic, in my eyes, still didn't come up. I still appreciate you can still appreciate two sides, you know, a guy getting this guy and then a guy coming up. So shout out yeah. to you, bro. Face some moves. Your team fire fire now. I appreciate it, man. And shout out to Sam. That's my guy. And it's a situation where we both have uh, flexibility. We both had picks. It just allowed us to maneuver how we wanted to maneuver. So Nasty. yeah, man, it was fun. Nasty. I still my team's still snapping though. We can revisit <laughs> yeah. that later on. All right, well, sorry I sidetracked this a little bit. I thought that was important. That's our, that's the main Dynasty Bros League, the 1.0. Uh, me and Vic, we got to take that shit home this year, bro. We can't be letting these Fugazis out here take our dubs in the in the 1.0 League, all right? Hey, hey, I took a year one, let it go year two, but I'm trying to go young, bro, and just build a true dynasty, so I'll all be right. back soon. I went for the let me get these three in a row real quick. So we'll see how it goes, my G. So you're trying to uh, end the league. We got this rule where you went three in a row in the league, redraft. Started Empire over. League. My guy Vic going to lose all his rookies. <laughs> 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 That's nah, that, that shit fired up. All right, so look, you know what it is. We are, like I said, we're going to do the day three recap. We got what's the word. See if we got any injuries, any flag on the plays. And then we're going to get out of here with the closing and to say something good to the people. So that's what we're going to do. Um, before we do that, man, Avo, tell the good people where they can follow you at. Hey, man, y'all can follow me at DJ Avo Love on the gram or Avo Love on the gram. Find me. Just type in A-V-O-L-X-V-E. You will find me. And that rhyme. That was dope. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Bro Avo. Hey, yo, Vic, where can they follow you at, bro? Follow me at Chief FF, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, Dynasty Bros FF. Leave a rating 
And join the Facebook community, Dynasty Bros FF Podcast. What about you, Dot? Hey, follow me at Dynasty Bro Dot on Instagram and Twitter. And follow the main Instagram page, Dynasty Bros FF. Hey, and if you're having a bad day, you want somebody to cheer you up, follow our pages. We do that. Hey, if you need some advice, slide in the DM. We can help you with your drafts, roster problems, trade issues. And if you ever just want to, you know, send us, you know, some praises or, you know, have a good day or anything to cheer us up, man, do that. We respond. We're humans. We're normal people. And we interact. That's what we do. So. And check your boy out, man. I'll be going live before the podcast. We got the pregame going before the podcast. Y'all make sure y'all tap in. I'm gonna make sure to I'm gonna make sure to get on the Dynasty Bros page these next few times, man. Make sure you tap in, man. I'll be going in. Let's go. Tap in like sweetie. Hey, Hey, you've been killing it too. Right on, right on. I appreciate that. He learned everything from me. Yerp. I used to be DJ AP in that rhyme, and I ain't even trying. And that rhyme too. (laughs) No line, dude. Ooh. I keep going, baby. I'm going crazy. <laughs> hey! Oh my God, my hey. I'm over here. We about to double down. And that we what Cole said. Down. That's what he said, bro. That shit fire. Put an M on your head. Now you Mar- Mario. Now you, now Luigi, you Luigi, brother. brother. My man, Luigi, brother. My nigga tried to say the tight ass bar and messed it up. <laughs> right no, fumbled it. Like- Come Come on, DJ, fuck dog. it up back there. We just gave him praise. Man, up, man. <laughs> hey, why niggas be like quoting the first track off an album? Like he, I'm niggas by the way. That's <laughs> like he looks so album. That shit hard. <laughs> nigga, that listen to that intro seventeen times <laughs> just to be like, yeah, they go album hard. Tell <laughs> <laughs> Cam hard too. Cam, back. <laughs> and he got Cam on it. You hear that Cam verse? <laughs> Yeah. And he got Cam talking on this shit. Yeah, bro, that's fine. Well, come on, little John, dog. back too. Come ah, on, man. man. <laughs> the the Eastside boys. And the Eastside boys. Nah, did he bring the Eastside boys with him, or was it just him? He left the Eastside yeah. boys. You think they still cool? Yeah, they are, bro. Oh, okay, I ain't know, bro. They are, man. They did the verses together. Who, Lil John, and then the Eastside boys? Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm just making that up. Oh Make my myself gosh! Hey, Vic, let's get into the what's the word. Hood TMZ by Dynasty Bro Vic before Avo has a chance to fuck anything else up. All right, man, let's get into it, man. We're going to be in and out, short and sweet. So uh, shout out to College Football Edits on Instagram. Somebody placed a bet for 29K that Trevor Lawrence would be the first pick taken in the draft. How much do you think this person won? Placing a 29K bet. $300. I say not much, man. It wasn't, didn't everybody know that? Less than that, man. He, he won fifty nine dollars and eighty cents. Craziness, right? Like, why even risk twenty nine k? Even though it's pretty much a guarantee, locked in. But what was the point of that? I don't even want to talk about this, bro. That's <laughs> stupid ass shit, bro. That's some stupid ass shit. It was, bro. I gotta say this. Come on now, dog. Come on, man. Yeah, hey, Urban Meyer could have went and got his Ohio State guy. Never know. <laughs> And if you ain't know, we got the drops back. I know you hear them. All right. Appreciate that, man. Shout out to Avo. All right. Let's keep it pushing. Shout out to Bleach Report Gridiron as well on Instagram. So, uh, undrafted wide receiver, Dante. I'm going to mess up his last name, man. Oh, man. There go the Vic special. <laughs> Dante Silenq. I, I said it wrong. <laughs> From Graceland University. He signed with the Ravens, man. So, he's actually yeah, Lamar Jackson's former high school teammate. Play wide receiver, actually actually caught ten touchdown passes from. Him. Wait, what was his name again? Dante Sillinq. I can't say it, bro. Dante S from Graceland University. Here, I'm gonna show it to you. That's him right there. <laughs> hey, hey, we, it works. We can see it. it works, bro. We seen your phone. That's what's up. I'm gonna zoom in on the name for y'all. Yeah, a little lower, a little lower. Shout out to that guy. He went back yeah. and did it again. Yeah, bro. But that's Good fire, man. I'm sure people are going to rush to go add him in Dynasty. <laughs> I know. He already got a connection. He got rapport with him. He got rapport with him. That's going to be fire. He, he, why can't he beat Rashad Bateman out? It's going to be, <laughs> it's gonna be nah, one of he, he got beat out James Prochet. Damn, somebody, somebody scared the shit out of me earlier. They was on ESPN talking about the Ravens want to shoot. They shot at Julio. Man, man, I don't know, but 
because Julio's Julio, bro. If you take out when he's injured, he's still Julio. He's just always injured for some reason. So what you do is you, you hold him back for the first yeah. half of the season and play him the second half. Low key, you play him game fifteen, <laughs> get acclimated. Yep. <laughs> Rest him to the playoffs. Yeah, yep. You know he's good for about five games straight. Hey, man, like so straight. No pick your five. Pick your five. And the Ravens most likely gonna make the playoffs with or without Julio. It's not a bad man. strategy, bro. Yeah. And the thing about Julio, like he'll show up on the injury report, but that shit don't matter because he's gonna play. The question is, is he gonna finish that game? That's the I issue. Know, he'll limp don't start. He'll limp his ass to the locker room three times in one game. Shit's crazy. He got heart. Shout out to Julio. Shout out to Julio. That's my guy. All right, man. Last thing before we get up out of here. Actually, two more things. But a rookie mini camp kicked off this week. So, you know, we got to see some flashes of some Jamar Chase, Trey Lance. You know, all these all these rookies hit the field, man. So, you guys get a chance to check out any clips or highlights? Uh, to be honest, nah, bro. I've been out of town for like a week, it feels like, bro. So, I missed out on a lot of shit, bro. I missed... I had so many drafts this weekend, bro, and I feel so bad because I was not in tune with them, bro, at all. It was really, really pretty much trash, bro. Come on now, dog. I still did my Come picks. On, man. I still did my picks, bro. Okay, okay. My I bad, just, then. My bad. Vic knows how I work, bro. I'll be in there trying yeah. to trade. I'm, I'm DMing people, messaging people back and forth, trying to figure it out, see if I can scoot back, scoot up. I couldn't do none of that, bro. I just dropped the ball the whole time. It's all good, man. At least you got to get away, escape. Um, I know you said you had that fortunate cookie, told you it was time to get away. I'm actually yes. going to take a page off your book. I'm actually getting away in two weeks. So shout out to you, bro. I'm going to ride, you know, ride that coattail. That's what's up, bro. Hey, we be needing that shit, though, bro. Yes. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, actually, a couple more things. I do want to report on a hey, basically out of the Eagles camp. They're saying Devonta Smith. He's as advertised out there catching everything. And then going to the Bengals camp they're saying Jamar Chase. He was the alpha out there. Like, he was just just his presence. Like, you could tell he's a big dog out there. So, these rookies are basically showing up as advertised, which is dope. That's hard, bro. Before Shout we move on, are we about to talk about Urban Meyer? What else he do besides sign Tim Tebow? He did something else? Well, from what I was seeing, he took – I think they drafted a running back, and he made him a wide receiver. And I wanted to ask you what y'all thought uh, about that. They keep on – they didn't make him a receiver. They are just put – Lining them up out wide a lot. Travis Etienne. That's what he's talking about. Okay. I was okay. just checking yeah. that report. But Travis Etienne needs to be all over. He he needs to be out there running routes. He needs to be running the ball. He can do some goal line work the same way Kamara can run in between the tackles. Not saying that he's Kamara, but just that that agile, not biggest, make a playback. That's exactly. the kind of style of back he is. And I think he can do a little bit of everything. Does that raise your value? To be able to do everything, yeah, in PPR, if you line him out wide to catch passes, passes are more valuable than handoffs. Easy. Got you. Man, I actually love when reports like that come out because a lot of people get nervous. I actually traded for James Robinson. I capitalized off that. I actually traded my 213, my next year third-round pick for James Robinson. So I still come think up. he's going to be involved, man. So, yeah. look, this is a situation where – Urban Meyer probably came in like, look, we already know he can run the ball. Let's get his wide receiver skills up and going. But to me, like, look, let the dude come in there and do what he do. He's a running back. Line him up in the backfield. It's Ricky Minicamp. Let him, you know, get get comfortable. And uh, you got plenty of time to line him up out wide. So yeah. that's just Urban Meyer being Urban Meyer, bro. You got James Robinson for two-thirds. That's fire, bro. <laughs> Actually, the, a second-round pick. So it's a 14-team league. So the 213 and my next year third. But I still take it. Bro, the two thirteen is a third round pick in the right. You're right. So, yeah, yeah two right. thirds, and that's that's, a good that's, not, that's not even a good third, bro. That's that's the back end third if you think about it. If you if you break it down like that, the two thirteen, what is that's that? Twenty seven, three oh four. Yeah, yeah, bro. So you got them for two thirds, bro. That's a fucking steal. My guy Vic been fucking these drafts up. Hey, bro. Shout out to you, my guy. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I got some leagues where dudes are like, "What is he doing?" Like, I uh, I traded uh, DJ Shark, man. I went and got a uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Ain't so, nothing wrong with that. You don't know who's gonna be the number one in uh, Jacksonville. Uh, if Lavisca Chanel is healthy, he could be the alpha. And how many people can is is Trevor gonna support if Lavisca Chanel's the alpha and 
Marvin Jones is the veteran, so he's going to get his playing time. And they're lining out Travis Etienne out wide, and he's going to catch out the backfield, and James Robinson's running. Who knows what Shark role is going to be, to be honest. I'm just not going to sit here and tell you he's the number one. So you probably didn't even trade the number one receiver, to be honest. Exactly, bro. A lot of guys, they're so in love with names and the hype, and Trevor's coming to town. What are you doing? Like, for one, I couldn't get a first-round pick for Shark. No one's doing that. So I moved him for the 209, which is fine. And I got a guy that I, that I want. And yeah, I'm on so. Ross Brown. I, if you told me at the end of the season that he pushed for more targets than Shark this year, I wouldn't be surprised. There's no fucking talent in Detroit. Just him and Swift and Tyrell Williams and, and <laughs> Rashad Perriman, if that's just if that's your cup of tea. You feel me? Yeah, Good bro. Shit. At the end of the day, trust your own process. Who cares what the masses say? Trust your own process, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, one last thing, then we out of here, man. So we're talking all these rookies. Justin Fields, he says he's going to do everything he can to get the starting job. So no, he, he's walking around like a franchise QB. Like he just has that look. He has that look like he's a leader. He's here to like take over and lead this franchise. So I like what I'm seeing, man. So far, I feel bad for Andy Dalton. Shout out to Andy Dalton. Come on now, dog. I don't feel bad for Come Nick Foles. On, Nick Foles got a big-ass contract and ain't played since he got it, bro. He winning, bro. Shout out to Nick Foles. Yeah, he, this nigga, he went from being a Super Bowl champion to getting paid like a starter to being a backup to a sixth-round quarterback to losing your spot all the way and getting switched teams, playing behind Mitchell Trubisky, taking his spot, then losing your spot back to Mitchell Trubisky to being the third-string quarterback. <laughs> this is in a span of two years, bro. All the shit I'm saying. This is fucked up, bro. Extra fucked, fucked up, up, bro. Shout out to That's Nick Foles, like, bro. If you say shout out to Nick Foles one more time. <laughs> he winning, bro. And he going to get the, uh, was it the pension or whatever you call it? <laughs> yeah, bro. He going to get it. He played in the league long enough. Yeah. All right. Anything else you guys got for what's the word? Nah, I ain't got nothing for what's the word. I got an injury uh, little news report. Let's get into it. Doctors say Mr. Joe Burrow will be ready week one. So um, I know we had doubts and we were wondering if he'll be ready because that injury happened in December. So I guess he's recovering <laughs> way ahead of time. I guess the team kind of felt that way anyway. That's why they didn't. You know, go do anything at the backup position. And the doctor gave them the, the for sure thumbs up today. and was like, hey, he's going to be ready. So load up your T. Higgins. Load up your boy. Load up your chase. I think it's they about to throw, fling that motherfucking ball around because that defense still suck. Nasty. So all them attempts is going to be crazy. And them weapons just going to be catching all kind of passes. So Nasty. hell yeah. That's what's up, bro. Glad to see Joe Burrow getting back on track. Hey, I'm excited to watch year two. I was excited watching year one, man. So uh, hey, he's down the street, bro. We might have to slide down to Cincinnati, catch some of these uh, division games. Go check out Najee when they play the Steelers. Go check out the Ravens. Yeah, I'm with so, that. That's, that's, a, that's a perk, man. I'm with that, bro. That should be fire. Yeah. All right, bros. You ready to get into the main topic? Or before we do that, any flags? Uh... Do we? Nah, we talked about Tebow last week. I ain't gonna talk about it again. I gotta let that breathe. Uh, Avo, you got any flags? No. My guy said no. Uh, I got yeah. one flag. It just oh, came to me. Uh oh, here we go. What's the flag, Brody? Flag on the play, Kendrick Perkins. He said it's easier to win the NBA championship. No, no, no. He said it's harder to win the NBA championship than a uh, NFL championship. So he got it all backwards, bro. At the end of the day, look, NBA, they get what, seven-game series? You got, like, all these chances. NFL, it's like one and done. You only got one chance. Any given Sunday, anybody can get beat. So Kendrick Perkins, man, flag on the play to you. It's way much different. Yeah, go ahead. I was right with you. And everything got a click. You can't have one dominant player win a championship for you in the NFL. LeBron took somewhat back to death for at least – for last year, just throwing that out there. Nah, Tom Brady defense turned the fuck up in the playoffs. The fuck up. They shut down Pat Mahomes, a bad offensive line or not. 
They turned the fuck up. Leonard Fournette looked like a whole nother <laughs> running back for him. Nah, them motherfuckers turned up. It wasn't just Tom Brady, trust me. And I seen LeBron walk his team down every single year in the Eastern Conference Finals by himself. <laughs> exactly. I could have yeah. been out there, bro. <laughs> we We're could, very We could have been the 14th, 15th players on the bench, bro, and got a ring, bro. <laughs> Fast. I couldn't have been out Big there. Fact. I'm just talking shit. But yeah. Bro, I seen you miss a wide open layup in Miami, bro. Where that clip in Miami, at? Miami, bro. <laughs> Off the backboard, too, bro. Beautiful outside, birds. It was chirping. beautiful. <laughs> My gosh, Only me, bro. Got a layup off the bottom of the backboard. Bottom of the backboard and, came out of the And nowhere. I was the tallest dude out there, too, on the court. Bro. Everybody there was five foot eight and under. And my guy, <laughs> like, six three. <laughs> my other guy, was six three, not dominating the paint. <laughs> we got to find that clip. That shit's funny, bro. That's funny. <laughs> it made it. It made the doing. <laughs> <laughs> it did. <laughs> oh, that shit. I'm a football funny. player, I man. I know. <laughs> we were still 07's finest. We was. Shout out to the baseball team. Y'all was about to fight. Yeah, bro. Because y'all kept fouling. For the record, I wasn't on that team. Man, fuck them. That's true, man. I told you I never liked Joey, man. Leave the homie alone. I got man. a funny Joey story. And I'm going to leave it alone. Oh, oh yeah. Leave it alone, man. Don't yeah. say that. Don't say that. That's the homie. He your homie. <laughs> Don't say he the homie of the podcast. The Joey. homie, my he homie. Avon homie. That's my homie. He said he ain't the homie, homie of the show. That's he ain't the homie, homie of the show. Yeah. He, he ain't white, Sam. <laughs> White Shout out to White Sound. That's our guy. On the fire truck. Ah, <laughs> uh, hey, that's dope. Yeah, you win. Nah, All right, man. bros. I'm pissed <laughs> off. We got with it, man. My bad, Vic. I'm gonna leave it alone. All right, bros. Let's get into this uh, day three again. We're gonna highlight some of the key guys and talk about you know where they went and talk about their landing spot and where we're seeing you know that they're going in the rookie draft. So. Yeah, let's yeah. start at the top, man. Uh, the number two player taken, Michael Carter. Um, so running back out of North Carolina, went to the Jets. I actually like the landing spot just from a area of opportunity standpoint. I mean, you have a new coaching staff, new players coming in. I feel like that first day of camp, it's like, hey, everyone out here needs to come out here and basically earn their role, earn their spot, earn a job. Even the head coach, there's, there's pressure on the coach. So everyone's going to be out there trying to figure out who's who. So um, Michael Carter has a chance to carve out a role. In that backfield, I'm not necessarily going to say he's going to be the primary back, um, but I do think he can definitely establish a role in that backfield. So what are your thoughts there, Doc? Michael Carter to the Jets? With the talent that's there, I wouldn't be surprised if his role is the lead back. Now, the lead back in the Jets, I'm not going to say means anything. I mean, you'll, you'll, have, a, you'll have a starter on your team. But uh, I don't know how much that offense is going to score this year, you know, rookie quarterback and all brand new pieces being brought to the team basically they brought in Tevin Coleman you know like I said Michael Carter's gonna be there just a bunch of guys man and I don't know who's doing what even down to the receivers man they drafted Elijah Moore but they still brought in Corey Davis they still brought in Keelan Cole I just it's gonna be all over the place I don't know what the running game's gonna do but the fact that you could possibly say you have a starter and Michael Carter's going See, now I see his ADPs going up. That's where I have the issue, man. Like, if Michael Carter was still shooting somewhere around, like, more of, like, the middle to back end of the second, I would probably be more in. But I see him and Trey Sermon's ADP trying to take them to, like, you know, sometimes the 112, you know, first pick in the second. I'm like, man, give me the they're, – they're getting picked over Mac Jones in the Superflex League. And these guys that – I think obviously have roles and are going to have roles for a long time, like the Amaran St. Browns that you went traded for. I, those are guys I like. I like the talent. I like those situations. But I know something about the Michael Carter situation could work, but I'm I'm not completely banking on it just because I don't know what that Jets organization is going to do right now. Man, and they're in a tough division, bro. AFC East, yeah. Belichick going to scheme the hell out of them. Miami Dolphins defense, they're a top defense in the league, top 10 easily. And then you got the Bills, man. That's the defense you can't sleep on e- either, man. So it's going to be tough, man. You got a young team. It just feels like a freshman squad going up against varsity. You know what I mean? That division, like a bunch of rookies out there, some young vets. But 
we'll see, man. But uh, like you said, I've seen Michael Carter go, go all over the place in these rookie drafts. I don't know what it is. A lot of people don't like these uh, receivers on the back end, like the Rashad Batemans and the you know, Rondell Moores. Once you get into that spot, people opt to go get a Trey Sermon or, or a Michael Carter. So It's because they think it's so much receiver depth that they, they feel the scarcity of running back. I'm always taking talent, bro. I'm not about to just take a running back because, hey, there's not no more running back. So let me jump and take a Trey Sermon. Let me take Michael Carter, even when there's guys, like you said, Rondell Moore sitting there. I'm like, how the hell did you pass up on that? So just give me the talent, man. And I just think talent to make his way through. Yeah. All right, Dot. Who you want to talk next? Uh, I will just touch on this real quick. I was going to skip Des, uh, Des Fitzpatrick. But let me say this. The Titans got rid of Janu. They got rid of Corey Davis. They brought in Josh Reynolds. To me, just been a guy on the rounds for a while. I mean, you've seen little plays that he might have made, but nothing to where he looked like a dominant receiver. He's always been like the number three, number four. So to make plays as the number three, number four does nothing for me. So they brought him in. There was a potential of him being the number two. I don't know who's going to win out. But if all you got to do is go there and beat out Josh Reynolds, I'm not saying it's impossible. So don't be surprised if you see Des Fitzpatrick out there being the guy across from A.J. Brown sooner than later. I'll say it. Yeah, and his, you know, style of play is, you know, he likes to uh, stretch the field. Um, so that's his game. He has a vertical game. Um, he can go up and, you know, track the ball. So he's good with that. But uh, I'm not really too excited, to be honest with you. Um, but I definitely wouldn't mind stashing him. I'm just giving an opportunity there. But, yeah, we'll see. So The only reason, that's why I said I was going to skip past him because I'm not that excited about it either. But how excited do you get when I say Josh Rentz? You get excited yeah. hearing Josh Rentz? Come on. Not at all, man. The You know, it's a clear path to the field. Yeah, so two non-exciting guys. When you can get this guy in the fourth round of a rookie draft, you might as well take your shot. It's a dart throw. You feel me? Yeah. Let's right, get to a guy. Nah, let's let's we can talk about the guy that we both enjoy. Next up, man. We can talk about Amon Ross St. Brown, man. But I'll let you speak about him because that's the guy you spoke about when we went through our rookie receivers before they even got drafted. So uh, give me some context about uh Amon Ross St. Brown and his opportunity going to the Detroit Lions. Man, well, for one, I didn't see him slipping this late, but it happens, man. So he went in the fourth round, went early. I'm in the fourth round to Detroit. And, uh, you know, it's my understanding that the GM had a lot of input with this pick. So that speaks volume, especially for them to get a skill player, um, you know, since, you know, they took a O-line, uh, O-lineman on day one. But I love the skill set. I love the opportunity. He's a slot wide receiver. He can also play outside. I mean, we see him, you know, win on the 50-50 balls. And, again, I see him as a Robert Woods type player. So insert Jared Goff, who's familiar with that type of skill set. I see them doing a lot with uh, Amon Ron St. Brown, and they cleared out the wide receivers, man. So Kenny Galladay is gone. Marvin Jones is gone. I mean, sky's the limit for him as far as with the opportunity. So it's really his job to lose as far as we're getting on the field early. Yeah, bro. He walks in that situation, and in my opinion, he's automatically the most talented receiver there. Like I said, Brashad Perriman, Tyrell Williams are a little bit of nothing players to me. Not dissing them. Brashad showed up a little bit during his opportunity last year. That doesn't mean I think he's super talented. He he took advantage of a situation, but I'm on Ross A. Brown. Like I said, automatically the most talented player in that receiving core. So, yeah. What do you say to the guys and gals who like Quintez Cephas? Uh, I will say this. Marvin Jones had a good year last year. Semi banged up. Um. Uh, Damn, what's what's the guy? Galladay missed all of last season, basically. And if Quintez Cephas couldn't do it last year without their number one there and then their number two missing some games, I don't want to hear it. That was his opportunity to do it last year. And if you couldn't break through last year, then it doesn't matter to me. Okay, good point. All right, bro. Uh, let's keep it pushing, man. Well, actually, let's go back to his draft capital. I'm seeing Amon Ra actually go as early as the second round. I'm also seeing him slip to the third. So it really just depends on the league you're in. But if he's your guy, get your guy. Yeah, get your guy. I agree. I'm not afraid of his uh, 
of his draft capital in the real NFL. I still like his talent. I like the situation he fell to. It happens sometimes, you know. It's, it's all about needs, and sometimes you don't – the, the guy that's the most talented doesn't get drafted sometimes. Some people slip. So I still <laughs> like the situation. I'll be drafting him in that second round. I, I actually like him falling to me. I got him to follow me in a third of one league, so yeah. That shit's nuts, bro. We'll take it. All right, bro. Uh, who you want to talk next? You want to you want to talk a little bit about Ramondre Stevenson? Yeah, let's do that. All right, big back, big style running back. Everybody keeps on throwing out this comparison of Legarrette Blunt, just because they know how uh, Bill Belichick loves using these big bulky can't be brought down style running backs and they don't have any of those on the team right now they have sony michelle who you know he's more of a slight run between the tackles kind of player and damien damien harris is strong he's strong when he runs in between the tackles uh he can catch out the backfield but he's not he's not just that power back either he has some finesse behind him too but they love to get a guy that they can just throw on the goal line can't be stopped. That's a Bill Belichick guy. They always creep up and get one every few years. So I like them. The running back, uh, the backfield is just all in the mix. I don't know who's the number one. Damian Harris couldn't stay healthy. They didn't pick up uh, the last year of Sonny Michelle's option. James White is still there. Um, I think he'll just serve a role until he's ready to retire. But uh, they're bringing in a guy that's unlike anybody they have in that backfield. So I wouldn't be surprised if he walked into a bunch of touchdowns year one, bro. Because I don't know who's who's starting. I, I literally have no clue who's starting. So give me the big guy because I know they like having guys like that on their team. Goal line workhorse. I know they're going back to the running game heavy. Especially if Mac Jones comes in, I like Stevenson even more. Yeah, I've been seeing him going like third round, fourth round of these uh, rookie drafts. And like you said, he can fall into a lot of these goal line touches. So opportunities there. I personally don't want no parts of the New England running back room. It's a revolving door, man. Like you just don't know who's going to get work this week. It could be a guy that had the better practice this week. And then it can also be a game script dependent guy who's getting most of the touches. So um, Belichick and, you know, those guys, they're playing chess with their, with their game plan. So. It's all about who's also putting in the work, too. They like to see that, too. So, facts. So, that was Mr. Ramadre Stevenson. Um, what player would you like to talk to next? I know you done gave me the platform to throw out some guys. What about you? Uh, let's talk about Chuba Hubbard, man. So, he landed with the Panthers in the fourth round. So, of course, you know, it's the Christian show there, but he's basically the, the handcuff. Uh, I'm not really too excited about the situation. Now, can Chuba emerge to get some touches? We'll see. I mean, to me, it would be smart if the Panthers did take some of that load off Christian and spell him a little bit more for time to time. Even if you give a guy like Chuba five to seven carries, that'll save on the wear and tear of Christian throughout the season, especially if you're trying to make the playoffs. So why not, you know, share the load of that backfield? I'm not saying going to a 50-50 split, but if you put all this money into the running back position, you got to protect your investment. So – I would like to see them give you with some carries, but we'll see. I, I said this to my OG Mike. He was hyping up Chuba Hubbard. Maybe I said it out of spite. I don't ever wish nobody to fail, but I did say this to my OG Mike. I said, you overhyped about Chuba Hubbard. What if Christian McCaffrey is completely healthy for the next three years? There is a strong chance that Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy for three years and Chuba Hubbard will never see the field. They could run that man till he's ready to retire and they don't ever go to the second back. I get, you know, letting Christian have, you know, a little bit of break, spell him, but shit, before this year, he's been money and I think he can, the way they run him, he can take on that workload. He catches pass out the backfield, they run him in space. They don't just run him up the gut in situations where he can get fucked up. So I like how they play Christian. I think they're still going to keep playing Christian like that. There's a situation where Chuba can never see the field for three years and them to run through his rookie contract. So we need to scale down that we want the biggest running backs back up. Sometimes it don't work in our favor. That's true. All right. Give me the guy that's going to get natural opportunity. All right, bro. He want to talk about next. I see one more guy that sticks out, and it's your guy, actually. Yeah, man. Let's talk about Mr. Tylen Wallace, man, if that's my guy you was talking about. Just yeah. because I enjoyed his tape 
going into the draft, like I've been watching him for a while, and I'm like, yeah, he's gonna serve his purpose on somebody's team. It's gonna be a great number two. He could be a, I mean, he can be a great number two. Depends on the system. Be a great number three if you're gonna run a three receiver set all the time. But like, situation didn't work out in his favor. He automatically he fell to the fourth round already. So that's usually an issue too. Draft capital. But uh, end up going to the Ravens, a team that's not going to throw the ball that much, a team that we just talked about earlier in rumors of trying to find a true number one, one of those veterans on their team. And they brought in Rashad Bateman, who's automatically the number one receiver on that team. And you have Mark Andrews. You know, it's a tight end driven team. So he's going to see all his targets. You got Hollywood that does his thing downfield. And I think he's always going to play a role because the rapport he has with Lamar. But even with those three guys I named before Tylen Wallace, there's not that much of a share to go around. So being a fourth, fifth option, it doesn't make any sense on a run-heavy team. But I still love the talent. I just don't know where he falls. But I still take flyers on the back end just for case. It's just in case it's not a Hollywood type of situation. And you know, what if it's Tylen Wallace and Rashad out there being the one and two? So um, I don't know. I'll still take my shots because I still like his talent. Bro, he's anyway. Yeah, this pick to me feels like a hedge or bet type of pick for the Ravens. Like they jumped out there to get Rashad Bateman in the first round, and you never know. If that don't work out, they also got a Tylen Wallace. So to me, I see a Tylen Wallace stepping into that Willie Sneed type role, playing in the slot, um, you know, sure. doing some damage there over the middle, and a guy that can just run routes and, you know, catch the ball at the spot you throw it to him at, which is fine, you know, moving the sticks in that sense. So I like it, man. Um, I do think, you know, he's a guy that you can stash. And I know the wide receiver room seems crowded right now with DuVernay and, you know, Sammy and Hollywood and, you know, of course, uh, Bateman. But Tylen's a guy that could work his way onto the field. So, yeah, man. We'll see. We'll see. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. You want to switch rounds, bro? Yeah, bro. Let's jump to the fifth round. Let's see if anything sticks out at us. Uh, Brevin I'll Jordan, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I was about to say, I thought I, I didn't know if you was gonna skip Brevin, so I'm glad. No, 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 talk Brevin. No, go ahead. You talk him up. You talk him up. All right, uh, this was my fourth tight end, and that's that's speaking volume. Saying fourth tight end doesn't just automatically sound bad when you think about it because you got Cal Pitts, who's this future Hall of Famer, everybody speaks of Pat Fryer Muth, where if he wasn't in his draft, we would fucking love him and we'll be talking about him being probably earlier than what he is. We're just like falling in love with everybody else in Cal Pitts already. I love Hunter Long for what he can do in the receiving game. But Brevin Jordan's fire. He's a good tight end. He went to a situation where I know it's up in the air what Deshaun Watson is going to do, but their tight end room has always been old and non-established. So go get a guy that I think has good receiving uh, techniques about himself, and I think he's going to go in and be able to be slotted into a receiving tight end ASAP. So um, that's really what I wanted to say about opportunity. You know, fourth round isn't horrible. For, fifth round isn't horrible for a tight end. Brevin Jordan's walks into some opportunity possible. I like it, man. I, like I, it, feel, man. Like, I feel like he can take over uh, Atkins, Jordan Atkins' spot. So, um, you know, of course, you know, Deshaun Watson, he could be hit or miss with the tight end position. But at the end of the day, if he is out there, let's, you know, assuming he'll be back, but we'll have to see, let it play out, you know. If a guy's throwing over 4,000 yards, there's some opportunity there for a Brevin Jordan to get some production. So um, so as far as rookie drafts, I'm seeing this guy going to third round, fourth round. This is a guy I'm seeing go late. So if you miss out on the top tight ends, might be able to get you a steal here. True. True. All right. All right. I'm not going to talk your guy in Philly. I'm going to let you talk him up next. But uh, I do want to jump down to Dallas. This is a sleeper for me. Semi Fioko, uh, so wide receiver out of Stanford, big body guy, 6'4, 222. You know, Stanford keep those big, you know, pass catchers. I think he could be a steal, man. Um, so, this is a guy who I'm actually not even drafting. I'm adding him after the draft's over as a stash. So, why not be tied to a Dak Prescott offense? You know, they're going to light it up. Um, of course, you got the Michael Gallup situation we got to watch to see if they extend him or if they let him go. And also, Amari Cooper, you know, he's well into his extension, so we'll see. You never know. They might like what they got in CeeDee Lamb and build around him as the core, the wide receiver spot. So, Simi could potentially step in there as a big body down the line, so he's a stash for me. All right, all right. And thank you for throwing me the oop to talk, Mr. Kenneth Gainwell. I didn't think he was going to fall this far, but we talked about it early. Like, the guys that didn't play, that don't have no tape from last year, I think they – 
the, the NFL looked down on it. And uh, I think he failed just because of that. But look, the best receiving running back coming out of the draft, even without tape from this year, was Kenneth Gainwell. And I don't care what anybody thinks. I like Mal Sanders. But the way Boston Scott was being utilized when both of them were healthy, I think there's a world where Kenneth Gainwell can go out there and just dominate, even if it's just some pass down work. There's uh, who you have. You have Devonta Smith. You have Jalen Rieger. You have the two tight ends. But you also have talks that Zach Ertz won't be there by the start of the season. So you have a, a dominant alpha in Devonta. And then you got Goddard, which we're in love with. But we don't know what Rieger's going to do. And if they're going to mess around and put Kenneth Gainwell in the backfield, line him up in some slot, I feel like there's room for him to be able to do a lot, especially in the passing game and in PPR. We can't get mad at a guy that's going to be moved all around the field and going to be used. And they show that they will use a pass down back, even though they have Mal Sanders and he can be a three down back. They will bring Boston Scotty in, run him in a two-minute drill. Now, you tell me you turn Boston Scott into a Kenneth Gainwell, I think they look good for the offense. I think they'll look more explosive. So, I like him. He's a guy that's been falling to the third round, like, easy. Unless you have a truther out there that's going to go get his guy. He, I've, I haven't seen him in the second round like that at all, in my, honestly. So, he's a third round guy in these rookie drafts. And I'll take it, man. Like I said, the potential to have a PPR running back. And he actually has some running chops, man. So, he isn't just... Uh, third down back. He he actually can run the ball a little bit. So I like Kenneth Gainwell. I like him going to a situation where they're trying to revamp and build. So I don't know what they're going to do with him, but if they utilize him, it could be good. Yeah, this situation where even if you got to be patient with him because they do still have a Boston Scott, but if you're not liking the utilization out the gate this season, still, still go get a Kenneth Gainwell, stash him, get him, get him for the cheap. Um, I got some Kenneth Gainwell in the third rounds, like you said, top of the third rounds. So, yeah, I can't believe he slipped that far. This is a guy who I expected to go in the second round of these rookie drafts. All right, I got one. I got one more sleeper, too. Yep. Just one more. Um, Now, I like what Minnesota's doing with their receiving core and their, their evaluation of guys after going with the Justin Jefferson last year. Adam Thielen's getting a little older. I want to talk uh, Amir Smith, Marset, 6'1", 180. He's like, he's fast. He can take the top off of, off of a defense real quick. He's a real good hands catcher. He can come down with the 50-50, but I still think he needs better body control when he's running his routes so he can like like he can play into his body because he looks bigger than he plays bigger than what he really is. You think about 6'1, 180, it doesn't sound that big. But you got a guy that can play bigger, go up with them 50-50 ball, make it, make those catches and come down over the cornerback because his hands are strong. You need guys like that. And I can see a thing where if they use him in the return game right away, kickoff and punt, because he's quick as hell. And it's one of those things where you can learn from a vet, even if you bond with a younger receiver that just dominated last year and Justin Jefferson, or you learn from the real veteran and Adam Thielen, like, look, on my way out, let me show you a thing or two. Because Adam Thielen is a guy that didn't work off speed. Um, he just went off a of straight being a route technician and a great hands catcher. And that could be this guy. And it, you can see in a couple years, it could be Amir and it could be Justin Jefferson running there with Kellen Mond. <laughs> Well, you man, it could be crazy. Yeah, I'm actually gonna uh start stashing some Amir. Thanks for putting that on my radar. Just given the Thielen situation, he has been banged up a little bit, you know, over these past couple of seasons. So, you know, don't be surprised when the season comes. And I'm excited for the season, ready to get back to this beer and wings with the bros, chilling, checking these fantasy scores. But uh I definitely looking forward to that. But uh don't be surprised if you see some uh Amir out there. So I'm definitely gonna start stashing him a little bit more. He's actually a guy I've been overlooking. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right. We're not going to spend too much time on this guy. I just want to call it out. Cornell Powell, Clemson, wide receiver to the Chiefs. If we can't get McCole Harmon going from a fantasy standpoint, we don't need any more weapons down there in Kansas City. So that's not a guy I'm looking for. So, uh, yeah, man. That's that's my take on that. I'll take it. All right. Let's get into the sixth round. Let's see who jumps out at us. There's actually one guy that did. Where did he go? I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, Seth Williams. I'm going to talk about you guys, Seth Williams, out of Auburn, wide receiver, man. He went to Denver, man. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, Maybe they're in a situation of trying to find the next Cortland Sutton. <laughs> Damn, DJ Avo. 
My man, back here fucking. Up. All right, so I'm not saying that Seth Williams is as naturally talent. No, I'm not saying he's more talented than Cortland Sutton. I'm not saying he's less talented than Cortland Sutton. All I know is Seth Williams went out there. We talked about it, and I was just like, it just looked like an effort thing. It looked like he doesn't want to be there sometimes, but he's still out there killing. Imagine going there, get going to an organization that likes you. They get you in a good atmosphere. They give you some different energy. They turn around your fucking attitude, and you can walk in there and be the Cortland Sutton replacement because there's a lot of people who think Judy could be the alpha this year, and it's going to roll around where Sutton's going to need a contract coming up. And what if you don't want to pay a big body guy because you just drafted one that you could throw in your system after a year playing, and now you can look at the Seth Williams and Jerry Judy show in a minute because what Seth brings to the table is different than what Judy and Hamler bring to the table. I feel you on that, bro, and that's a good point. We got to keep in mind these uh, contract situations. I know we're caught up in production, but you also got to keep in mind the teams want to pay these big-name guys that are owed some money. So why not build around a young hammer, like you said, and a young Judy, and then also a potential Seth. And again, I still like Cortland Sutton, but yeah, um, it's definitely something to monitor and watch. And like you said, maybe it's a situation where he needs to be around more talent. Um, yeah. Some guys actually, you know, you get more out of them when they're in a the receiver room where, okay, I got my guy in a slot that's doing his thing. I got Judy doing his thing. I got hammer. I can stretch the field doing his thing. Cortland doing his thing. So I'm going to do my thing. So yeah. everybody just compliments each other. So yeah. That's facts, that. bro. That's facts. Everything you said. I think we might have talked about that before, but that's facts. You get around some people that just spark some energy in you, man. Because back in college, bro, the the in and out of quarterbacks that he had throughout the years and the offense just sparking, going down more and more the years that he was there. I can see a person not saying that that makes sense and not saying it's right, but I can see a person losing enthusiasm behind enthusiasm behind the offense like that. So, yeah. We'll see what he's going to do. Cool. All right. Anybody else in the sixth round you want to talk about before we jump to the seventh? Yeah, let's talk about Elijah Mitchell just because Ray GQ put me on it on, on him. Low key, he's 5'10", 201 pounds. So he has the perfect size for a running back. He knows how to get low. He's super athletic. He's very efficient. Uh, his burst is crazy. He's just a good running back. And I don't think he had a big name, you know, compared to everybody else coming out of Louisiana. It's just one of those guys that can do it all, catch real well, run strong. And he went, you know, we're so excited about Trey Sermon for, you know, those last few games he had at Ohio State. This is a guy that got drafted. Not saying he had the same capital as Trey, but he got drafted too. They didn't leave this draft with just Trey Sermon. They went and got another guy in the sixth round. And if we love Cal Shanahan so much and like what he do with his backfield, I know we should be out on the backfield because he plays whoever he wants to. But it doesn't hurt to stash a guy like this that might fall in your fourth round. We're looking at dart throws. Imagine if you had uh, Moster, you know. Imagine if you had guys like Jeff Wilson just sitting on your bench in them games where they were blowing up. So, not we all want a piece of Kyle Shanahan's offense. This is probably the cheapest piece you're gonna get. <laughs> so, give me some, give me some Elijah uh, Mitchell late. Fourth, yeah, that, that's a good point, bro. Similar build to a Raheem Mostert. I mean, we all saw Mostert come out of nowhere. So you never know. Down the line, a couple years from now, Elijah Mitchell could be that next Mostert um, yeah. that, just, that just steps in. So, yeah, man, hats off to the Niners. Clearly, they do their homework. So, we, we you know, we just got to trust the process here. So, yeah, this is another guy who I'm actually going to start stashing that I've been overlooking. So, yeah, appreciate that. And shout out to Ray. Shout out to Ray. All right, bro. Let's jump into round seven. There's only two guys that jump out to me, in my opinion. So I'm going to start with Jamar, Jamar Jefferson out of uh, Oregon State running back uh, to the Lions. Of course, you know, the Lions have Swift and they brought in Jamal Williams. But we already know they like to keep multiple running backs involved. So, you know, just from a death standpoint, you know, in case one of those guys do go down, I, I believe Jamar could get some carries in that backfield. And we just saw them draft Penay Sewell. So he's a big guy. He's basically like a big Q. So if you know who big Q is for the Colts, the Lions just got their own version of that. So they're going to be running that ball, man. And, uh, you know, Jamar, he definitely steps into a potential opportunity from a, you know, committee standpoint. So we'll see. But, of course, he still has to you know play behind Jamal Williams at this point. But, you know, I don't think Jamal's going to be there in town for much longer. Um, so this is probably just a short-term stopgap situation. Until they really, you know, bring in some more guys and they're in rebuild, man. So they don't want to be paying these older vets 
you know, they want to build around these younger guys, especially at the skill position. So I'm stashing Jamar everywhere I can. And I don't mind you stashing Mr. Kylan Hill, man. I told you a lot of these guys that didn't play took a beating when it comes to their draft capital. But this is a guy that if you go watch his tape from last year, Mississippi State, he's great out the backfield when it comes to catching the ball. He can track the ball as a receiver well. Um, he's he's a fast receiver, but his long ends, he's a fast running back, but his long speed isn't the best. But he has real good footwork, man. He can break tackles, and he's hard to bring down because he's a hard runner. So that's a guy that I did like it's a couple years ago, like I said, took a beating in his ADP. And I know they have A.J. Dillon there at Green Bay. So he's the running back that everybody's so excited about as the backup to Aaron Jones. But this is a guy to put on the radar because I don't know what Green Bay's doing with their future. And I know they signed uh, Aaron Jones, but you never know. Just get guys that are late dark throws and good offenses that do well with the position that we're drafting. And Green Bay does well with their running backs. Yeah, I think Kylan actually led the SEC in rushing yards in 2019. You might have to yeah, fact check me. But that speaks volume, bro. We're talking about the SEC. So a guy from Mississippi State leading the SEC in rushing, and you got Alabama and LSU in the mix, that speaks volume. That's fire. And he's going in the fifth round. Sometimes I'm drafted. It depends on how far you go in your rookie draft. Yeah. Someone just said, I want to become famous by followers. No, I don't want to become famous. And I don't want by followers. Fuck you mean? Shout out to Megan SX six hundred RS R eighty seven. That's 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 the bot name. That's the bot name. That's trash. That motherfucker probably buying up all the Jordans this Saturday too. I know, and the PS fives. That bot get no days off, bro. <laughs> bot need a tune up, <laughs> an oil change. Bot need an oil change on them. Oh man, that shit funny. All right, bro. Anybody else you want to talk about, man? Nah, man. Um, good luck in all your rookie drafts coming up. Make sure you stay active like my brother Vic. Um, and remember this. This is important. You don't always have to make that pick. If you ever get to a spot where you're like, I don't like anybody. I don't care how early it is. If you get to a spot in the first round, you're like, I don't like anybody. Trade that pick. I don't care if you trade it for next year plus. Uh, uh, don't forget you can trade for veterans too. There are such things as guys being worth being bought during a rookie draft. You don't have to have a, a one-year player all the time. Go get these veterans that people are down on. If you get to the spot where you just don't want your pick, don't force yourself to take that shit. I don't think I've ever gave that advice. But I hit a spot where I felt forced to take my pick because the time was running out. But that just hit me in my head like, damn, I should have did better with my time to get off this pick because I didn't like the pick I ended up – like the guys I ended up getting. I think I ended up having to take a guy like Trey Sermon. It was like at the 2-6, and it was just ugly. And I couldn't get nobody – I usually people reach up for that Trey Sermon. I couldn't get nobody to bite. So remember, man, you don't have to take the pick if you get to a spot where you're not comfortable with it. That's my word of advice for Ricky Draft. Great advice, man. Always put your pick on the block. Um, Cause at the end of the day, you're trying to think through who you want to draft, and you just never know. You might get some offers. Like if you would have told me, I would have walked away with a Sean Watson and CD Lamb coming off the 1.0 Bros League. Never would have guessed that or thought that, but that just comes from opening your mouth and putting the putting the pick on the block. So you just never know. And also with these uh, second round picks, you can also steal some first round picks for next year. Guys, be so thirsty, especially at the top of the second. They're willing to ship off some uh, first-round picks for next year. So yeah. if you're not liking what's there in the second, go get you a second first. Add you some flexibility for next year. Go find that guy who thinks Michael Carter is automatically the starter in New York. Go get his first. It's an easy play. All right, so we can get up out of here, bro. That was a fire-ass recap. We're about to get into the closing. Before we do that, bro. Vic, tell the people where they can follow you at one more time, my guy. Man, I can follow me at Chief Sosa FF, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter. And hey, again, be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast, Ice Rose FF. We appreciate y'all who are listening. First time listeners, uh, people who've been rocking with us since day one. Appreciate y'all. So much love. What about yeah. you, Doc? 
Uh, follow me at Dynasty Bro dot on Instagram and Twitter, and follow the main Instagram page, Dynasty Bros FF. I've been going live with DJ Avo every week on the main Instagram page. You be spinning that thing, and I just be the Nessie. hype man. Pause. Nessie. Hey, DJ Avo, what's good? Tell the good people where they can follow you at, my brother. Y'all can follow me at Avo Love on the gram or DJ Avo Love. That's A V O L X V E. All of that's on the gram. Uh, on the Twitter, you can catch me at Dynasty Bro Avo. And like you said, man, I be going live pregame before we do this. And I go live randomly throughout the week. So just tap in with your boy. We're going to be out here. Facts. All right, look, we're about to get into the closing. Be say something good to the people. Um, that is where we come here and we get to get whatever we want to off our chest, whether it be, you know, some blessings that we done had in our lives or whether it be some rough times that we feel like we need to share and get it out because it's nothing wrong with venting. Sometimes we need to do that, especially as black men. We need to get that shit off our chest, quit holding that shit in, and do better by our mental health. You know, I feel like we are the latest and we're behind playing catch up on mental and physical health as black men. So, uh, shout out to everybody else that stays on top of that and doing their thing right now to just do better by themselves. So, that's what we're doing. Say something good to the people. Man, I yeah. feel like every week I say something cooler doing an explanation of say something good <laughs> to the people. I, I thought that was your say something good to the people. Ah, that's it me explaining so what we're doing, it bro. Was. What we do smooth. here, man. I mean, I can keep piggybacking off of it because, you know, I've been standing in this space. I guess I haven't gave an update in a while, but you know what? This is a guy that I start diving into my mental and my physical health at the end of last year real heavy. Start changing my phys- I start changing things about my physical health and my diet over the past year and a half and i will say this i'm doing better doctor took me off the second pill i'm just on one my blood pressure's getting low and, and you know retainable now i'm excited about that and i'm not letting up and i'm not i'm not gonna let myself get comfortable because i don't want no setbacks i've been you know taking my my prayer more serious like i said therapy still rocking doctor's appointment still heavy and i'm happy about all of them I used to hate going to the doctor i'm happy about all of that shit taking the necessary breaks that's needed i just got back from out of town and i'm about to tell y'all something i had some steak while i was out of town and it's been a minute but my thing is i've been doing so right by myself that it was like bro every once in a while you should treat yourself and i went and had me some steak while i was out of town i didn't feel bad about it i stayed up on my shit still took my pills still checked my blood pressure while i was there when i got back still gravy so you know every once in a while everything is cool in moderation so a splash of something so yeah man I'm, I'm still doing better for anybody who cared just wanted to say that I know it's been a while since i checked in i hope you guys are doing better all the listeners my brothers right here the family that ain't on the pod love y'all let's keep on doing better and improving ourselves that's yeah. my say something good to the people go ahead Vic. That's fire, bro. I'm glad to hear all that, man. So happy for you. I got three parts. It's going to be quick, though. In and out. Look, y'all see I got the party table covers up because I don't have no blinds in the new spot. A lot of people, you know, would have threw up the virtual screen and all this other stuff. But hey, I just want to show y'all we down to earth, everyday people. Hey, it it ain't that deep for me. So uh, just want to you know put that out there. It's okay to be vulnerable. And also, I want to say protect your peace. No, don't let nobody disturb your peace. Um, that's very important. And then finally, the last part, no one to apologize and say sorry to people. So shout out to my sis. She actually uh, <laughs> sent me and a wifey an apology, which was dope. And she sent some uh, desserts. So we appreciate that. So I want everybody to find somebody that they owe an apology and just, just do that. I mean, we all got somebody that we need to apologize to. Um, that part. And- so I just want to say that and, and to sis, don't do that shit no more. But we love you. <laughs> that part. That's what's up, bro. It's all love. To apologize, bro. Yeah. We too stubborn to apologize. So shout out to sis, man. Shout yeah, out to man. Sis. Big facts. And DJ Avo, last but not least, my guy. All right. So um, as always, I encourage everybody to take care of their mental health, all that good stuff. But um, my sister works for a company called... Um, my, basically, we bring hope, and she's uh, helping out these kids out here through their mental issues, especially on the east side. So that's like really her goal. I got on a shirt right now, says there is hope, and I just want everybody to know that there is hope, man. My sister's a part of an organization. There's plenty of other organizations out there. Just take time, spend time on your mental health, and get that right because trust me, it's important. 
And I can tell you from experience this weekend, it can't come out of nowhere. So just, you know, do your best to take care of yourself and uh, always keep the numbers on and just know that you can call anybody at any time and just make sure you surround yourself with those people. Get yourself a, a suicide number or a mental health illness number, whatever you need. Get those numbers, make them phone calls, man. It's real. And just take care of yourself out here. That's all I want to say. Let's go. And I got a side note to that. Not just mental. Like I said, work on your physical. Facts. Nigga Avo got to start working on his physical. Because <laughs> he Facts. got this big ass t-shirt on. I said, bro, what size is that? He said, XL. I said, bro, you ain't that big yet. If you if you don't stop the stack case, you might be. But, bro, get a shirt that fit. He got this big ass t-shirt on just because, bro, the scale said this. I'm like, bro. Look Come at yourself, on, nigga. Man. Just because the scale said that don't mean you get to go up a size, bro. You didn't you didn't go up a size and look. He looked at the number on the scale and just decided yep. he gonna go up a size on shirt. <laughs> it don't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't see because the shit in the way, but that shirt go to his kneecaps. <laughs> hey, imagine Ava on a fat farm shirt. You just keep getting wider. You don't even get long. <laughs> That's what it looked like. He needed to hit this up and ask for a different shirt, bro. <laughs> hey, after he get his new shirt, Ivo, we got a shirt for you. <laughs> That's Bless you, bro. He don't watch the podcast, so I can crack jokes on. He does. He should. He should. Punk ass man. That squad. That squad. I bet I beat his squad this year. I'm yeah. putting money a week by week on everybody, bro. Y'all gonna have to come see me. One You know how I do it. Even you, even even you. I'm gonna smoke, bro. I'm here for the competition, man. My nigga always wants smoke. Told you, my guy ain't been outside in a year and a half, and he got the most beef that I know out of all of my friends. This nigga got on site situations. He got Twitter situations. He got sleeper app situations. You got any MFL situations? Nah, I don't be on, I don't be on there enough. Well, check this out. He he the Matt Barnes of our podcast. That's all I'm saying. He is, bro. <laughs> he, he the Kendrick Perkins of our podcast. <laughs> hey, what uh, what money bag yo say? What you got? I ain't asked for it. They did it for me. I, I ain't for it. They did it for me. Supposed to answer free. And I'm a, I fumbled the bar too, man. Damn, my bad. My nigga up, said, dude. my nigga said, we can keep it gangster, we can keep it or How you want to go about it? How you want to go about it, man? Let him know. <laughs> hey, look, look, you trying to look humble right now. <laughs> Quit said said my, oh, man. Sip my drink. Yeah. That ring light show all the bullshit you be on. <laughs> it do, bro. I'm trying to get it to put the shadow on or something. <laughs> Let me get out of here, man. I know, bro. Let's, let's get out of here before we get out of our pocket. Hey, Dynasty Bros for Instant Football Podcast, showing you how to dominate your league, Dynasty Bro style. Uh, it would be cool if I walk us out, but you know how the fuck we do it. So, Avo, yeah, let's do this. Hey, man, y'all make sure y'all check us out next Tuesday. Then the Tuesday after that. Then the Tuesday after that. We're going to be rocking. Y'all my grand, I'm on my grizzly. Woo-hoo!